Good morning, and welcome to Being the Change Now. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning, Ashwini. <laughs> oh, dear. All right. This week, this week, notice life's lack of neediness, the absence of quid pro quo in its offering. Notice life's infinite availability and exuberant generosity. Notice how everything in life is freely offered. Notice how life doesn't get upset and withhold its gifts just because it isn't sent a thank you card. Notice how being here now for this allows us to be generous and open and gives us the experience of the giver is thankful. Notice how being here now for this makes us aware and appreciative of all that is given. Notice how expansive presence feels in contrast to the miserliness of ego. Notice how much the orientation of not enough is pure egocentricity, as always, RL. All right. First caller, you are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Uh, this is Tim from the South Bay. Hello, Tim. Hello. What are you seeing? Well, a lot. Um, and it, <laughs> uh, so a couple of days ago on the call, towards the end, I think it was around Wednesday or whatever, but uh, you were saying that life is constantly using the phrase, be with me. And um, boy, that hit home. Um, in a way it hadn't before, I think, in... in uh, you know, we say a lot of the same things in, in this practice, but then, then they hit home. That's my experience, yeah. anyway. Yeah. And yeah, um, mine too, Tim. Okay. Yeah, because what I saw is ego's belief system that um, life, life has for you know when life when it's at its worst and life has forsaken me. Uh, mm. Life has forsaken me. And what I heard mm -hmm. was that's the moment where life is reaching out more than ever to say, be with yeah. me. Yeah. And I went into the bathroom and, and cried for about 20 minutes mm. because my body, there, there's just like my body needed to, to that was just what happened um, because mm -hmm. it was such mm -hmm. a, a um, different, um, I can't find the words. But it was such a uh, such a snap, you know, between those two mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. places. Well, and and the word that comes to me in that situation is relief. Yeah, like all that all that bracing against, all that tense trying, all that, uh, and it just falls away. Yeah. That's that was that was it. It wasn't you know the the tears. It, it wasn't sadness. It wasn't sadness mm -hmm. or, or grief or any of that that kind of thing. It was this catharsis kind of release of yeah. like uh, I've been holding. It was like something getting realigned, something that's been yes. out of alignment suddenly getting realigned and going, whoa, that's the deal. Wow. Yeah. Because I haven't been yeah. operating under under that, and it was ma magnificent, like it was powerful. Um, yeah. And as far as I can tell, this week's topic is is about social contracts and how 
that for me, what I see is my social contracts and my belief in them gets in the way of life. Life is saying, uh, be with me. Yeah. And I'm saying, shut up. I have this, this social contract. Like this person, yeah. I, this person did this. I need to do this. I did this. So now I need to do that. You know, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't I don't know if you saw this and I don't even know where you know where when it came it, recently it came out but this story of one of our favorite uh teachers who uh talked about uh you get on the the train or you get on the plane uh and you put your luggage on your lap mm-hmm. and you carry it to the end of the journey right rather than just setting it down <laughs> and letting the plane or the train carry the luggage, and you get to relax and just enjoy the ride. Right. And and yeah, and that's that's pretty much what it's like, isn't it? We just set it all down because life has this, and it has us, and it's only ego that's trying to interfere and say, no, no, Tim, no, Tim, pick that up, pick it up. You've got to carry it, carry yeah. more. Carry more. Carry more. Yeah. Well, and what it says to me is it'll get taken away. If you don't uh-huh. keep it, if you don't keep a grip on it, if you don't yeah. hug your luggage to your chest and, yeah. and yeah. I, I everybody suspiciously who might be trying to screw you over, you're going to lose mm-hmm. that. And yeah, yeah, that, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get to that point of realizing, good, I'm going to leave it right here. <laughs> <laughs> in the hopes that somebody thinks it's a good deal and will take it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm. And it's just that uh, it was such that, that bringing that, that having that hit home, it, it just was such a change for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and I, I love the way you uh, it started us out, you know, because that's, that's what happens. We hear something, we hear it, we hear it, we hear it about a million times. The ego yeah. says, yeah, yeah, you know that. Yeah, you've heard that. Yeah, you know that. doesn't do any good. doesn't do any good. And then all of a sudden, as you say, it just, all of it lines up. Yeah. All of it lines up, and it just comes in, in a marrow, inside the marrow of our bones, and everything right. is different. Well, you know, yeah, that's, it's funny you say that, because it, some time ago, the, the, what dropped in was, why why. Why do you keep practicing? I mean, if we say the same thing over and over again, I mean, we say it in and you, you know, know different it. ways, and you know it, why keep showing up? And because, yeah. especially after a while, it's like if you weren't hearing anything new, there really wouldn't be much point. But it's the heart knows. It's like the heart knows. I sh- <laughs> it takes one time. It takes one time to show up and hear something. Yes, Exactly. And, that, and it's, again, an image that, that uh, uh, Ashwini is very fond of, of the little chick. It's on the, it's on the inside of the egg, and it's pecking, and the mama's on the outside, and she's pecking, and they right. peck, 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 and then finally yeah. the shell breaks, and, and we, we, we emerge, right? And yeah. that's exactly what it's like. That's what hearing it over and over, that's the peck, 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 peck. And it just takes as long as it takes. It does. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it just, yeah, it does. It, it, it's, um, yeah, 
So it's a, I, I, I feel yeah I feel blessed to have that and just very uh, happy for you Tim so happy so glad you didn't quit yeah me too yeah me too <laughs> and it's okay. you know social contracts are just it's a great this is a great way to see that suffering you know yes see that suffering yes exactly exactly we see what ego is doing to us and the assumption that social contracts will somehow suffer. If we're not driven and stressed and guilty and remorseful and anxious, no, mm-hmm. no, life can do social contracts too, perfectly. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In yeah. fact, it it does. And it does. That's the only <laughs> it time does. they work. And, <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, I think they're maybe slightly quieter and less obnoxious than, than the ego ones that are broadcast. Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, well, thank is, you, all right. Tim. Well, thank you. Go happy. Go happy. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks, Tim. I love that, Cherry, that the social contract getting in the way, that the conditioned sense of obligation getting in the way of uh, our connection to life. That's just yes. so beautifully stated. Yeah. All right. And it doesn't need to, doesn't help a darn thing. No, just makes us fact, unhappy. Yes, and in fact the assumption that life doesn't do connections. <laughs> right. When, when that's all life is. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. yeah. All right, here's our next caller. You're now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Emily from Seattle. Hi, Emily. Hi. Oh, I I really love that too. I love that expression of a social contract that just like gave me this physical stress feeling in my body that mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of placed a, a name for that that um that gives me that stress and then the opposite of that is of letting that go i like that image too (laughs) suitcase yeah yeah that when we can feel the stress in the obligation right that it's being imposed this is this is the this is the way we interact this is the only way we interact and this is the protocol regardless of how life is in the how life and circumstances are right you you just have to be this way you just have to act this way and it's imposed and it's you can we can feel not the physical sensation of it being a trap mhm mm-hmm. yeah yeah um um so i had a thing about giving giving that i was looking at um that so I really I have um, my um, uh, grandmother has a caregiver that I've gotten to know. She's from Kenya, and I I really like her and really enjoy talking to her about Kenya. And um, I have had this feeling like when she tells me about what she's you know, how she's helping her family. And I've had this feeling um, of that generosity of like a feeling like I would, 
I would like to help. I would like to to give something. <laughs> and and then um so and and that feeling it was just pure it felt so good. It felt so loving to feel that way like nothing like I, I don't want anything back just this feeling of wanting to give and then it seems like it um after that it just goes into ego like and becomes all about me like okay what's the right thing that that's a weird thing to do and then it becomes all this talk about it and um yeah which is it, it turns into yeah Right, that the feeling of assist of wanting to assist of being that portal of generosity or that revolving door. Right, I'm available. I'm open. If it if if the conduit of generosity is going to come through me, I'm open for it. Right, because there's such an expression of love and care and interest and all of that that just floods in from that perspective, and then conditioning mm-hmm. comes in to create doubt or question or make it awkward or all of those things. And to notice that as long as I'm here and open, life will, pro- life will prompt me to act on its behalf. And I just don't need to let ego become my mouthpiece. So to notice, oh, wait, there's that conversation, redirect attention to the opening and feel for life's prompting of what now? Hmm. Yeah, wow. When you said it like that, it really <laughs> reminds me of everywhere else in my life where it comes down to, okay, here's the feeling of, here's that feeling of oneness and generosity. And then it's like, turns into what's the right thing to do? What should I be doing? <laughs> which is the giant clue that ego has just stepped in because it's all about doing, not being. Being generous is feeling that openness and waiting for life to act through me rather than the egocentricity of of going to the place of I'm a generous person who now has to be generous. Yeah. And actually moving to, oh my gosh, let me assess how much I have and what's my capacity and when am I, what are my resources and how do I write off my taxes and I, can I really give this month? And all of that assessment is really from a place of insufficiency. So we've shifted, right, from being the generosity to that ego place of not enough, let me parse. But what if there's n- that feeling never sticks around long enough to create action or to do something or I see that nothing's happening with it and so well, that's that's where the practice is right Emily because if that that's not if you if you watch perhaps that's not your experience that if I if I if the attention keeps moving from that impulse of openness to uh, ego's place of insufficiency then that's what's really blocking the next the, the now of life. It's not that life doesn't show up, it's just that the attention hasn't moved. So, so there's no, there hasn't been a resting in that place or a redirect to that place from which the action will arise. So you, 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 it's, it's such a matter of, of direct experience. So you practice 
watching how the attention moved out of that place of generosity and come back to that place, and then it will absolutely happen where you, you, know, you either have a conversation with the person or uh, you, you know, express, your, express what you're feeling or whatever happens will arise. But the attention has to be there to listen to the still small voice. Mm-hmm. Rather than if it's wandering <laughs> yeah. off to go, oh, because ego is going to be around all the time, what if I miss, what if life doesn't prompt me? And it's just the last conversation we were having. Life is always there saying, be here with me. Whether the attention is tuned to listen to it or not, it's a different thing. But we know, we, we know life is always there because that's what we are and we are here. So, you know, awareness mm-hmm. is always there. Hmm. Hmm. Well, this is big. I'll <laughs> keep looking at it. Yes. Yeah. We we have to stay out of the conversation, and the first and most important step is the is the noticing that there's that feeling, and then there's the movement away from it. So now the next practice step is simply redirect the attention back to that feeling, so that now I'm learning to rest in that feeling, from which something more can arise. But if mm-hmm. I leave that feeling, I'm, I'm, I'm not in calibration to where the information will come from. Yeah, and I guess it's just that other voice that keeps stepping in and saying, well, what if nothing arises? Exactly. What, if nothing, what if I never do anything? Oh. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah, and it's guaranteed to make sure that nothing ever is done, right? Because there's a conversation about doing something, and therefore we miss the actual doing. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll listen back. Work with that. Thank you. Thanks, Emily. It's how the world stays the way the world is that is so distressing for so many people, right? Because people think being in a conversation in their head about what's wrong is doing something. Yeah. And of course it's not. It's being in an, a conversation with ego about something wrong and not enough. It's, it feeds ego's loss, lack, and deprivation, but uh, the person doesn't change and neither does the world. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right, here's my next caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Tom from San Jose. Hello, Tom. What's going on? Hi. Oh, boy, so many things. I don't even know where to start. Um, (laughs) I know. uh, Let's start now. Yeah, let's start now. Um, So, uh, gosh, I I really, it's hard to decide, but um, I have so many questions. the, the, just these, converse, these two conversations have been amazing for me this morning and the idea of life just be with me. Um, when ego is so engaged, um, it's just like I've, I've been sitting here thinking about it and it just feels like nausea. It feels like almost like emotional mm. nausea, you know, where it's like mm-hmm. life is here, life is operating. And ego is just constantly trying to inject its poison and yes. its yes. little agenda yes. just to try to start to yes. tweak things over away from life. 
Yes, yes, exactly. And Tom, you, that word poison, you know, a lot, a lot of folks are really concerned about the state of the planet <laughs> that we're inhabiting. And if you, if you use that word uh, in terms of the planet, we can see how ego has been uh, doing its best to poison literally and figuratively for, I guess, as long as there have been people. Yes, yes. And the poison that I'm seeing has to do with uh, things like, uh, I don't even know what the right term is for it, but things like, you know, um, sexual uh, abuse, um, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. marginalized community. Um, You know, I was trying to talk to this group of friends of mine about something that we could do to support, you know, women who are marginalized, support minorities, uh, you know, minority minority races who are marginalized. Mm -hmm. And I I made this whole idea of presenting this to this group of friends. And I did it the other day, and the response was, eh, not interested. That's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And boy, the... I felt just like I got stabbed in the heart. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, an experience where someone I love very dearly uh, endured a sexual assault over the weekend um, Mm. and, Mm. you know, again, just felt stabbed in the heart by all of these things. And so um, dealing with a lot when it comes to that and just feeling the pull of life pulling me through this and then all this ego just crashing down on top of it to, yeah. to try to somehow create the idea of a solution to this poison that doesn't feel like a solution at all. It just feels like an addition. Yeah, more poison. Yeah. yeah. So the, the, the thing to do is to hate the person who uh, perpetrated the assault, right? Um, if they yes. come from a particular group, hate all of them. Hate, hate your friends who don't care. Hate, right? That's, that's ego's solution to the poison. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, it, it, I it have. does. It, it just feels like a, a emotional, uh, just emotionally, if, if emotion has a stomach, we're sick of it. We're sick at it. <laughs> yeah yeah and mm-hmm. and it's I, I i i am so grateful in this situation it doesn't feel like a situation i should be grateful for but i am grateful of the situation because i feel so strongly the pull of life pulling me through the situation yes. pulling me yes. into the places where i need to be and that just yeah. sparks gratitude for it and um yeah. That's an amazing feeling. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And uh, it's such an opportunity to to keep in the front of conscious awareness that everyone is equal to their life. You know, the person who experiences something like a sexual assault can, can be in an absolutely devastated, desperate place with it. But that doesn't mean they're inadequate. Yes. Yes, and one of the things that, I mean, this is just kind of a philosophical thing that maybe you can 
play around with and let me know what you see. But I suspect that your group of friends uh, who don't care, don't care because they've never had an experience like that. It's people who have had those experiences who care. And it's an awful way to get to caring, but once we get to the caring, we don't actually mind that we had to go through an awful place to get there. Yes. Yeah. So those of us who can offer unconditional love, support, acceptance, a message of, of everyone's adequacy, um, and uh, you know, assist in that healing from such a devastating experience, and uh, rather than, isn't it awful? Let's hate everybody. Um, and I mean, we all know people who have uh, suffered traumas like that, and they just stay stuck in hate for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And I don't want to be one of those people. No, we don't. No, we don't. No. No. Because we know that that's how all of this awful stuff happens. You know, when you Mm -hmm. don't care, you can do an awful lot of awful things. Mm Mm-hmm. And not even know it. Yeah, that's right. And I'm, I'm really seeing a lot of the awful things we do to ourselves. Yes. Which is where it begins, I want isn't to, it? Yes, yes. And that mm-hmm. I want to change desperately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is, again, a little philosophical thing. Uh, but, um, it, you know, it almost, and I bet your children were this way, um, almost all children, when they encounter the fact that what they're eating on their dinner plate is that cute little chick, that little lamb, that 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 baby cow okay they're horrified and it takes mm-hmm. a great deal of convincing uh to get them to eat that right because everything in them is repelled by that and then we're surprised when people grow up with the ability not to care about something dying that they are not personally invested in yes it's not that it's not that uh, hard to understand, you know. If you can close your heart, once you know that you can close your heart, and once you have years of practice in closing your heart, you can close your heart to an awful lot. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. That's right. And as a, a man of a certain age, um, that close the, that closedness can has been persistent for a very long time and I'm I'm just so grateful to have a practice that is you know (laughs) that is the chick pecking on the other side of the egg constantly and waking up all the time yeah yeah and that you're willing to have as the expression goes to have your heart broken open Mm mm-hmm yeah yes the heart broken open you know I do feel like my heart has been broken, but I can only hope that it's been broken open in that way. Oh, I can promise you it has, Tom. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. 
You are so welcome. Take good care of yourself and the loved ones. I certainly will. Go happy. Go happy. Terry, that was so moving, especially because it's that um, that willingness to keep to have our heart broken open allows us to be in love when we face something horrific. And that really is the training that no matter what the circumstance, I don't leave that connection because leaving that yes. connection or the absence of that connection is what stops the caring. So wherever yes. I am kept from caring, boy, do I want to have that experience of my heart being broken open. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, to me, it brings us to such a place of respect for one another. Because we don't know what somebody needs to go through in order to have their heart broken open. Mm-hmm. You know, once we really get it that everyone, we all are, are of the same intrinsic purity, right? Mm-hmm. The same unconditional love is the authentic nature of everything in this world, right? And so knowing that, then tremendous respect for what somebody is is going through at any time. And the thing we can know is everybody's going through a lot all the time. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you, Sherry. Mm. And I think we'll get to explore this topic further in our next week's assignment, which arrives well, at right. noon today. That's right, noon I Pacific. I the way it builds. Yes, yes. And the other reminder, of course, is this Sunday is the second um, episode of Tying Our Chitenge, right? So uh, lots of opportunity for open-heartedness. Mm, yeah. Yeah. All Thank right. You, Thank Sarah. you, Ashwini. Thank you, everybody. Go happy. <laughs>